good evening, and welcome to our show. Thanks for joining the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast, a place where friends who just happen to be Durannies get together to talk about our love of music, pop culture, concerts, and of course, our favorite boys, past, present, and future. Hi, this is Suzanne. I'm Jody. Hi, this is Stephanie. Hi, this is Deanna. Okay, so today we're going to talk about fandom and what being a fan means to a lot of people that love to listen to music. So if you're listening to this podcast, y'all can tell that we are fans of Duran Duran. Fans of Duran Duran have historically called ourselves Durannies. And a fun fact, the guys started that themselves because if you look at the 12-inch version of Planet Earth, it says Durannies rock on. So they labeled us Durannies to begin with, which is really super fun. And other bands have funny names and cute names for their followers. What are some of the other ones, y'all? Well, we, we were talking about Depeche Mode and the devotees or devotees, whichever one. <laughs> and the Cure. Um, Cure. Cure fans or Cure heads. Cure. I'm looking at Snow Patrol and all it says is Snow Patrol fans, but I like snowflakes for <laughs> Snow Patrol. That just works. And then Rick Springfield has either the Rick Chicks or the Ricksters, mm-hmm. which I don't know which they prefer. But, um, I wonder if there's a difference. I don't know. <laughs> so a lot of times, too, when I tell people that I'm a big fan of Duran Duran, people are like, oh, are you a groupie? They say that. And I'm like, no. I despise that yeah. word. I don't like that word because of the connotation. Now, I like a lot of groupies, so I'm not going to say I don't like that. But we are not groupies. So I think if asked to describe, I say I'm a super fan. I say I love this band. I love their music. I love the work they do. Um, in my mind, and in, I think, the popular vernacular, a groupie tends to be possibly a person that um, maybe has um, intimate relationships with the band that we are not aspiring to and have not had, but we love their music and we're about the music. So just a little clarification, because people just lump us all together and there's different types of fans. So a little background on that, a little... And as we might talk about during our time together, there are different types of Durannies we have yes. kind of encountered, encountered, encountered <laughs> over the years. Think yeah. about this situation <laughs> sometimes. Um, just to add on to that groupie thing, my mother calls me a groupie, <laughs> but I don't know that she knows what that, that negative connotation behind that, mm-hmm. and it throws me into anger hysterics every time <laughs> because. Why, number one, would you call your daughter that (laughs) if you knew what was going on? And two, I mean, I believe that there is a little difference in someone seeking to have that kind of relationship with a band versus someone who gets utter joy and just the best time of your life when you're at a show and hanging out with your friends and dancing and singing to this music that means so much to you. There's a huge difference. Yes. in those two things. So I love I love my groupie friends, but um I'm that's not mom, that's not me. There are definitely different experiences. <laughs> yeah. Had by both. And it's not to say that groupies are not super fans of these bands that they support. Yeah. They love yeah. their music too. So in no yeah. way I'm saying that I think I'm just wanting to clarify for more of our novice listeners when it comes to music fandom, that there is a little subtlety there. And um, so now you know, y'all, you're in the know. 
<laughs> but, you know, as fans, I mean, it's a little tribe. It's a community that we build around these musicians, it tends to be. And in our case, it's Duran Duran. And the other we listed earlier, it's the, the cure heads or the devotees. And I mean, what are some, is there fan etiquette? I mean, what are some things <laughs> that, you know, as fans... I'll just relay a couple of stories that I've experienced recently. Um, went to see Snow Patrol with Steph because she loves Gary Lightbody. We and their true. music. Yeah. And their music. And their music. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Thanks, Christy. <laughs> Actually, thank you, John Taylor. Oh, right. Who yeah, that's who told I me on Trust the Process that yeah. I needed to listen to Final Straw. Final Straw. And so, of course, when John Taylor says I need to do something, I did it. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I've been a fan since, and then I made her uh, later met our friend Christy, who was a huge Snow Patrol fan as well too. And so um, when they were coming to town, gosh, it's been a dozen years ago now. She's like, "We're going, you're going, we're we're gonna do this," and I instantly um, fell in love with the band all over again, uh, musically and Gary's personality on stage, and just. The appreciation that they had as a group for their fans attending as well too. Sorry, back to you, Jody. Well, no, they, um, d- uh, yeah, they have a legion of super fans as well. In fact, I was watching a 15-minute documentary or this ad for a documentary, and there is this person from Australia, this girl from Australia, who is almost in every single scene of this documentary, despite the fact she's from Australia. The scenes from this documentary span from Ireland to Australia to L.A. to many, many, many other cities. And so we saw her at the show This person here in was at the Austin show. Wow. So this is someone I classify as a super fan. She's up front. She's dancing her ass off the whole time, singing every word. And there's another set of maybe, I don't know, how many people were across the rail there? 50, 100, 150? Yes. Something like that. There were, there, all the super fans waited out outside super long time they were out there it's texas it's hot um got in there got right up against the rail where they wanted to be and we came in just behind them second row i'm behind a girl who traveled from la for that show she was from she'd driven from la to austin just for the show is this the food show or no this is snow patrol see i have Mm -hmm. similar stories um The, this girl was telling me she's a songwriter. She loves Gary's writing. Um, she she follows them because she loves the writing so much. And we just kind of got to talking and we're, you know, pretty chummy and friendly. And that's the way I love it because you get to meet people and experience these different stories. I think the same thing about Lyft and Uber drivers, too. I love Lyft and Uber drivers because you get to hear their stories. This we also girl, met a girl from um, D.C., Yes, and yes. Kelly. Um, Kelly, yes, who actually knew someone in in the Duran fan community that I was aware of too. Right. So it's, it's always a small world. Yes, the music community a small is music a small community. world. Um, and she had a fascinating story about traveling in um, in excess. Oh my god! And right. meeting Michael Hutchins shortly oh, before wow. he passed. Yeah. And that was an incredible story. And so, um, to Jody's point, um, it's all about meeting. My favorite part about music communities of any band is the sense of family and the sense of this love and passion that we have for music and travel and meeting new people. Mm-hmm. And it's contagious and it's always where I want to be. Yeah. Well, and, and it's shared experiences. And sometimes we've shared experiences and we didn't realize we were sharing the same experience. So yeah. then it's kind of fun to go back and talk about like, oh my gosh, I was there too. Right. And yes. were there too. And what do you remember from this? And, and to get their perspective. Yeah. 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 And get yeah. different mm-hmm. perspectives. And it was 
there's also a lot of waiting when you're at a show. A lot of waiting. A lot of you waiting. know, especially if you're wanting to be towards the yeah. front and it's right. a GA show. We're in line a long time and it tends to be the other people in line are also very enthusiastic yeah. fans and yes. also really are there and tend to have very interesting stories too. So I think it's great. You know, and I would hope everybody is really polite and courteous to each other because sometimes some fans can get over enthusiastic and jockey too much. I'm getting there. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. Jenny, you have a, a jockey story? Well, well story. I mean, just this, this Snow Patrol situation was so kind and community driven. Obviously, I'm not going to step into a Snow Patrol super fan spot. There's just, I have too much respect for for that and their position, their love, their staying outside and doing all that waiting. Um, I'm not going to step into that space. So just for example, this girl had to go out of the crowd for a little bit. All of us around where she was standing were like, your spot's safe. You're going to be fine. You can have your space back as soon as you get back. There was no question. There was no problem. There was no shoving or anyone doing anything negative in, in any of that situation. Comparatively, a couple of weeks after that, I'm uh, traveling and um, got my 18-year-old nephew with me. And we had a very different situation where super fans, I tried to protect their space for them and they completely didn't, didn't take appreciation of my kindness and feel like that is not appropriate for fandom. I just don't. It's really not necessary. No, it isn't. It isn't. And it's kindness. It's humanity. And like you said, we're all sharing this situation and we're all kind of there for the same reason. And like the music itself should foster that humanity and kindness. And most of the time it does, but other times it, it just brings out almost the worst in people, you know, because they're like, oh, well, I have a right to be here because I've been here, you know, since... Uh, 10 o'clock the day before, <laughs> 10 a.m. the day before, you know, waiting and stuff. And it's like, well, okay, peace. But, yeah. you know, yeah. there's you're not the only fan. Right. No. Yeah. Exactly. So. And our friend Jody is a little vertically challenged. Yeah. So, so you get in front of me. Hey, I, <laughs> I am too. We're vertically challenged. <laughs> it's like, hey, man. <laughs> so being in that situation and... and Having already felt like I had created a, a friendly situation around them and everything, and then to be sort of I literally pushed back was—I thought that was kind of uncool. So, um, fandom schmandom in that point, I was ready to knock her socks off. <laughs> but anyway, I think—I mean, I don't know—is that the level of fan super fandom that just sort of that's just a That's just being a rude person. Yeah. And, and and the thing is, and I think you kind of reap what you sow. I'm sorry. I mean, I think that it catches up with you because we've also seen our favorite band kind of steer clear of some people that act obnoxious. Yeah. You know, the girl <laughs> running around with a Sharpie and chasing Simon around. And he was like... He said, don't you dare don't. tattoo this. Yes. He and signed she, her leg and she went and she got the tattoo. She turned around and said, he doesn't know. Yeah. So <laughs> the thing is, they're... Yeah. They're more aware, I think, of what's happening there at the front of the stage in, in their peripherals than they, they might give them credit. You yeah. know, and it's also yeah. kind of fun because, like, especially, like, they know when, who's really into the songs. Because we've had, like, the backups of girls, you know, Aaron and Anna, they're like, yeah, we're so into it. Yeah. <laughs> all the words. Right. So, like, 
like every song, even like the new songs. And it's it's fun that they're getting the energy from the audience. And it's fun that, you know, when you hear kind of feedback later that they're like, they know that you're loving the music and you're enjoying it. And you're kind of, that's why they're there. And you're not that crazy person that's elbowing someone or, mm-hmm. you know, I've had some experiences at, at these casino shows, which I'm not super excited about, where they, they hold those front spots for like, I guess, the high rollers. And then these people oh, just like stand there yes. or sit there even. Yes, yes. And they take up the space and you're like... Having full-on conversations yes, about right. not the show. No, because they, they yeah. spend a lot of money and the casino has put them in the middle. And they have no drags down... It drags down the vibe of yes. the show. Yeah. And that's what I was going to say. One thing the that came, comes that. to mind is the Houston show, uh, what, in Sugarland? Yeah. Yeah. To, where it wasn't a fan situation, but it was the ushers. Yeah. Yeah. Who were just completely like you they were so militant. You couldn't get to the stage. Yeah. They were militant about yeah. things. Even and from the, the front row, right. you couldn't mm-hmm. get closer. You to couldn't the get stage. any closer. You know, yeah. you can't. You could not steer away from the box that is your seat. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> you couldn't even get into the aisles. You know, yeah. and and the the you know any show. Well, we're talking about Duran Duran. You know, everybody gathers and is dancing and having a good time and they feed off of that. Right. And I think, you know, we talked about that maybe afterwards or during, like, they sensed, they could see that there was something different Mm -hmm. because the ushers Mm -hmm. were affecting Mm -hmm. the experience Mm -hmm. of the show, therefore affecting, you know, the the band, you know, and 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 I think they saw. They're there for safety. Obviously, so, yeah. Right. Sure. And we go back, and let's think back way back to like the big arena shows way back in the day when everybody was fainting and being pulled off to the side. Those were GA shows. Those though. were GA shows. Yeah, exactly. But these they were, were rushing these to were stage, seated. and other bands had people like die and stuff. Right. So, like, I yeah. get some of that, but now it's like we're older. We're mental. We're enjoying ourselves, but we're not going to like trample people to get to the front. So, I think that. I feel like sometimes some of those could probably I think they could scale be a little bit scaled back yeah. some of that because it's just like we're not going to climb on the stage because number one half of us couldn't, couldn't hoist ourselves up to the stage <laughs> you know we're not going to pull someone off the stage and some venues let us get all the way up and that's been fun too except like when the people won't move and they're like laying on the stage and you're like chick just scoot over for two seconds but some of them you're right and then I, I get annoyed at the ones that have like that 10 foot yes. like area like yes. I guess yeah. it's the media Space. pit or whatever yeah. but I'm like really? that's Foo Fighter shows in most cases it's yes. crazy has that, that distance yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. That I, I had an experience at the Tobin I think you were sitting next to me Stephanie mm-hmm. at the Tobin where there were donors to the Tobin who got tickets show wow. who tapped me on my butt <laughs> To ask me to sit down. Because they were sitting? Because they were sitting. And you were really? We got asked if we were going to be standing the whole show. That's and right. you were like, you're damn straight, we are. Yeah. <laughs> we were, that was when we were like, what, sixth row or something? Yeah. yeah. No, we were a little bit further back. It was the second night. Yeah. Well, yeah. Wow. <laughs> wow. I didn't know about that. Yeah. Those yeah, kinds of fans cool. don't need to show up to mm-hmm. those shows. Well, those aren't fans. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Yeah. no. Those people, people just should be sitting in the balcony. Casually yeah. Yeah. The balcony. Or on the edges of the periphery. Right. Because I will say there's a lot of shows, non-Duran shows now, that I stand up for one or two of the songs but they're kind of like sitting shows now like when we see Elton John oh. no one because it was all it was a wide range of people like put it that way and my we were cousin like, got yelled at for dancing at Elton well, John during I stood up during I'm still standing because I'm like I'm not <laughs> sitting <laughs> I'm still standing yeah. the rest of the time I danced in my seat and I was just moving up and down but I'm like yeah, really yeah, yeah. that's part of fan etiquette you're kind of 
trying to figure out what the crowd. And when I went and saw the Who in New York, yes, yes. I asked the guy sitting next to me, "I'm like, are they going to stand up or not?" And he's like, "We just got to kind of see, get the feel for." The me. older crowds are tending to sit, yeah. but if you're going to, but but the floor was standing. Yeah. So that's the thing. If you're going to want to stand and dance, be on the floor. You're have to be on the floor. If you want to sit. Why don't you opt for a seat a little higher up or on the mm-hmm. side or something mm-hmm. instead of asking people in front of you to sit down? Because yeah. that's just that's yeah. obnoxious. Yeah, that's I'll, um, another example that comes to mind that it's going to be fairly, I don't, extreme is kind of a hard word, but I saw Metallica. Um, <laughs> that is extreme, just saying Metallica. <laughs> Oh, gosh. It was the Injustice for All show. And again, this was with my brother and my cousin who came down from Waco. We had floor seats. Again, he scalped tickets. It was my first sort of metal show that I went to. You know, my brother was saying, okay, as soon as the lights go down, get up on your chair. Just get up on your chair. Because it's... Yeah, it was a good so it was at the Irwin Center in Austin, be where it was the folding chairs, but they're all connected. Yeah. Right? They're all attached. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He said, just immediately get up on your chairs because everybody's going to be up and it's going to be, you know, it's probably going to be a little crucial. I said, okay, cool. <laughs> so the lights go down and, you know, everybody's going crazy. Immediately get up on the chair and, you know, they, they start and this wave from the back just <gasps> comes to, yeah. the, to the front and it's just mass chaos. Everybody, you know, just... Had, you know, going crazy. The floor seats that are all attached Broke. are gone. Oh. <laughs> They're just all over the place. And I'm like freaking out, but in a good way going, oh my God, this is crazy. So I get up and my brother is behind me. So he gets behind me because he knows, you know, because he'd been to a few of these shows before. And one of the, the chair that I'm standing on in the chaos folds up on my leg, on my right leg. I told him, I said, I'm stuck, I'm stuck. So he's pulling me out, he pulls out my leg. Then my left leg gets stuck. <laughs> and I'm, I kind of have a small panic attack for for like a minute and just like, oh my God, I'm like, I'm not going to I'm going to die here. Yeah. And, and nothing else matters. And he pulls me out. It's just, everybody is just going crazy right and and i'm out i'm up and he picks me up and and we got separated from from my cousin and i'm laughing i'm just laughing even though it's just this mass like this mosh pit of people going crazy there is sort of an order to it right like i I mean my brother was helping me but there were others too that were kind of helping me out too and because I was, I don't remember how old I was at the time, but, you know, I was pretty young, and I just I just started laughing. I was just looking around me going, oh, my God, this is so awesome. You know, yeah. I was laughing and everything. And I almost died. But there, was, yeah, but there was no, you know, there was no, like, vi- like it was, it was a mosh pit, sure, but there wasn't, nobody got hurt. No one, you know, it wasn't like people were getting punched, and, you know, it wasn't that crazy. You know what I mean? And, and that, I mean, anyone who, I don't know in this audience who's a fan of metal, but you know, with the mosh pits, there's yeah. there's a sense there's, of respect, yeah, and there's yeah, some yeah. you know, there's an there's an order to that chaos. Yeah, and so well, in some situations, in some situations, yeah, yeah. obviously, you know, there there'll, there'll be some other situations where it, it just gets completely out of control, and it, it's people do get hurt. But in this particular situation, it was everything cleared out, and then it stopped, and everyone gathered back, and we're you know we're into the show. The mosh pit stopped. So that was like at the very beginning. That I didn't so know Metallica as a band that had fans who mushed. Well, I mean, yeah, I mean, it, it was seem like it was a just more like situation. it wasn't like 
Yeah, I mean, yeah. it was just everybody just kind of... Everybody's moving. Okay. Everybody's okay. moving and going crazy. It wasn't like the circle where there were people who were running yeah. around. Okay. Shot, yeah. It was okay. just more like... Yeah. So we were talking you know about I mean? the chairs getting all like thrown to the side and messed up. <laughs> I have my, a friend of mine was actually one of the managers at Bass Concert Hall during the time when the Duran reunion was there. Mm-hmm. And afterwards, they're like, they're never invited back again because the fans tore up those seats. <laughs> because, really? well, because that's like a Broadway theater. I know. Yeah. It has like velvet seats and stuff. Right. And apparently too many of us like were jumping on the seats and broke a bunch of the seats. Really? So, yeah. I don't think they'll ever be back at the Bass Concert Hall. I can't imagine that was the only band who yeah. ever had. If you look at who plays Bass, it's no, not. No, I know. It's I know. more laid back and stuff. But... That was a reunion. That's that was the first time a lot of us had seen them all. Right. And that was yeah. just, Everybody was going Everyone just was going cuckoo, yeah. and they wanted to see yeah. it. Apparently, too many people stood on those seats, and I think tore some of that lovely orange like the 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 and stuff. <laughs> but, yeah, I thought that was that's interesting. I just saw Airpool there last year. That's what I was thinking. But I, so, Airpool, I, yeah. I don't think they're jumping on the chairs. Yeah, probably not jumping on chairs. No, on but I mean, it was. A, I mean, it was a little bit more could. subdued for an Interpol show. It was interesting yeah. setting that I was actually sitting I think down. You at couldn't really times, stand on those chairs because they folded. Yeah. Yeah. No, well, I think that, that's what happened. It, it was just funny. It was like, yes. That was another. Cur- I mean, that might be the beginning of my curse of the second row because I was in the second row at that show too. Why is that a curse? I don't know. I I don't. Like being behind somebody, yeah, so I, I mean, it feels different in the second <laughs> row than the first row. Come back row. to the vertically challenged. Yeah, I will have to say, with our with VIP pricing structure, it could cost three or four hundred dollars <laughs> more to be one foot behind. The right, row, no, that's which just, is just crazy to me. So, so we didn't even talk about the idea that the fan community is part of being a fan. Yeah, yeah. Um, our fan community in the Duran Duran world, I think isn't quite fair to fans. Yeah. yeah. Should we talk about that? Sure. <laughs> so you I mean, mean you mean the DurandranMusic.com where we get the I guess the fan club. The fan club whatever. The and I can't say unfair, I don't know, but if people are willing to pay, I think I saw fifteen hundred dollars for one of these Vegas shows that's coming up. Like for, that was the list like price? gold level. Oh, really? Who, I think that was who? a scalpers price. No, no, it was on DDM. So the actual, but I did look. I'm going to go to the Mount Winery, and it was no, it was no, nine, they don't do that anymore. It was nine hundred dollars for the San Jose show that I'm going to go. That I paid two hundred dollars to sit ten rows back. Yeah. Not VIP. Front row is over nine hundred dollars list price. Yeah, because the actual seats were like three hundred dollars, and the VIP package was an extra six hundred dollars. So then, okay, I'm just bringing it back to fandom and yeah. the idea that as fans, mm-hmm. do you milk your super fans yeah. who will pay to do this? And I'm not going to pay fifteen hundred. I'm not going to pay nine hundred dollars. No, right. I, I, I'm no. stretched to pay $300 at this point. So okay. do I not get any advantage of being a 40-year fan right. from the fan club or DD Music or whatever yeah. because I have mortgage to pay and, right. you know, all that. That's I mean, the thing. At this point, we've got other expenses yeah. <laughs> in our lives to pay for. And so I think I asked you, Jody, um, not too long ago. I'm like, I'm wondering how much the band is involved in that pricing Um picture do they do they actually know how much is being charged and you know what part do they play in that mm-hmm. because i think that they keep putting that money in their pocket <laughs> well we don't i would i would we, like we, i would, I would, I would 
like yeah. to think that they're not trying to milk the fans per se. Um, that I think that there needs to there this conversation is a healthy conversation about you know um, at what point do you cap off these prices because mm-hmm. it's it's getting a little out of control. My yeah. first VIP was um, San Francisco Golden Gate Park. I met the most fantastic people in the world at that show who I still love and adore very very um, much. Um, hey Terry, hey Michelle, hey Mara, hey MC, hey all of you guys. $195. And we got first entrance into a festival show. We were right up front behind the Maroon 5 guys because they got, they played first. <laughs> and when the Maroon 5 kids left, we moved up front. <laughs> but um, $195. And they, they fed us and it was lovely. And we had now, a what year fantastic was this? day of the park. 2002 yeah yeah i mean and you if you start looking at other bands this is not just duran this is like all touring bands yes now. but other bands do guarantee a meet and greet with that's, what I, that's we what I was gonna say we do no longer get that we don't get that option which but they're mean? still expensive because i'm gonna go to the nkotb mixtape i actually I'm gonna go, you well i missed miss it in it. san antonio so i'm going up to columbus i'm gonna go oh see them gosh. in columbus oh my God. but their VIP is a thousand dollars, but you're sitting on the stage like they have yeah. actual bar like bar stools. Yeah, you get a picture. Now it's it says groups of ten. They have ten fans with them at once. If you want to have an individual picture with them, it's an extra like three hundred dollars, like per person, per like for a picture. So say I paid the thousand dollars to sit on the stage. If I wanted me and Jordan and whatever and all of them yeah, I have to pay $1,300 to get my individual oh, picture your picture with, with all of them instead of okay. them and ten, nine people I may or may not okay. know okay. but so that is to say yes they're still doing a meet and greet so I'm gonna but give them such, props there's such a different benefit to that we're paying oh, for a seat exactly and, and some, that's and, some it. and well and a little bit of and a canvas bag merch yeah, yeah. well yeah it's yeah this is a whole topic that we're just gonna throw out there maybe <laughs> <laughs> Maybe at times it's appropriate, maybe depending on venues, and maybe it's keeping yeah. up with what the industry is doing. But I think maybe there's other times that hopefully next year they might throw some fan love to some smaller things or some more accessible things. Just putting it out there, whatever that looks like, you yeah. know. And I think that comes in with our next topic of set lists. Yeah, we'll <laughs> talk about, we can talk about that with set lists. Now, one more thing before we wrap this up. Have any of you ever been to like a sound check for a band? Because some bands... Jeez, no one got that would be the most fantastic yeah, yeah. And you know what? That could be part of a VIP package yeah. as well. That would yes. be the mm-hmm. ultimate. So some VIP I packages... I've like, and I've gotten closer to the rejects than okay. anybody. So. so some fan packages I see, you actually can get access to come in during um, during a sound check. And yeah. it's not even the whole time. It's like part of the sound check. And I don't know if they always do a meet and greet with that. But as I've been... Going back on John's book, I've been listening to JT's um, In the Pleasure Groove audiobook in my car this week, which just to listen to John have right tell here. his little stories over and over again, it's just, it, it warms my heart. But he talks about when he and Nick went to see Roxy Music and they were there buying their tickets in the lobby and they heard something like happening in there and they're like, what's going on? And this person's like, it's sound check. And they're like, oh, this is Roxy something. sound check. Yes. This is and so the guy that they talked to is like, go out to the alley. So John and Nick go around to the alley and they're listening. They could hear the sound check. So they weren't actually officially let into the sound check, but they were there with a few other fans. And it's just fun to hear that they 
are doing some of the things that we have done or we would like to do. They were listening to the sound check, and then all of a sudden, out of nowhere, like the guys came out and got in their limo. And John talks about it. he's like shocked that they're like just standing there. So the guys like <laughs> rush off in their big car, and then John's like, "What do we do?" And this girl's like, "They're at the Holiday Inn." Let's and then go. they all ran across Birmingham to the Holiday Inn, and they ended up meeting. I think. The guitar player or the bass player. They didn't meet Brian. They met one of the band guys. And they were so excited and had such a fun time. And to me, it's kind of neat to hear. They're fans, too. And they know what we're up to. And they've been up to it themselves. And, you know, they have gotten that thrill. And they know it. And I think a lot of times now, that's what gives them a little bit of compassion towards us. And a little bit of just... (laughs) camaraderie and know kind of what we're up to and know the joy that they give us when we get a little a little yeah. time and get to see them maybe a little behind the scenes look did, and did he just did he talk about a little bit he about his fame the, the hall of fame the yeah that's they just kind us. of a little a little wink from from sir jt <laughs> to the fans because he but himself a, has been a fan he was a super fan he was he a super was, fan and is well, whatever he just went to induct yeah, right. I mean, how cool is that? You know yeah. what I mean? So, so many. So maybe they should invite later. us to induct them. I know. That's why now you were free to come and talk to us on our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I, I actually think Justin Timberlake should induct them because I was thinking about who oh, would wow. induct them no. because they have random people that are really popular at the time right. inducting them. That's so funny. Didn't I was gonna say let it not be Justin Timberlake? Who would you think it would be? Like who's popular right now? That they would bring in because who was it that just the did killers maybe they're not as big anymore they're not i don't know that they have to be someone that's popular now i mean i don't know that harry styles is popular right. at all but he's still freaking playing with stevie nicks yeah, so, yeah. Exactly. but he has his fan base and sure. he's, still know, of, he's still part of he's still part of the zeitgeist the cure yeah. and yeah i don't know that's, yeah trent with, that's an yeah, interesting thought and and trent's out there too i don't know yeah Oh, that, that was my guess off my top of my head. And I could, that could be a, you know, who I think those should have inducted Def Leppard is Taylor Swift. Because have y'all see, she loves her. She loves her some Def Leppard. And she did like an unplugged oh. public service announcement. That is only Suzanne's thoughts. Exactly. Okay. Other PSA, go watch their like mashup thing on VH1, Taylor Swift. Oh my God. With Def Leppard. <laughs> To go to the Hall of Fame when I'm in Ohio, and I'm gonna do some fact finding on how we can get the right ends going. So stay tuned. Some (laughs) some more to you know some more coverage on the Hall of Fame. So yeah, okay. Thanks, y'all. Thank you for tuning in to the Cherry Ice Cream Smile Podcast. We are so glad you could hang out with us for a little while. Please subscribe to this podcast on Spotify, iTunes, or your favorite podcast player. And make sure to follow us on Instagram, too. See you again real soon.